0: I was being trained to be uh, a, a,
1: a warlock. I was being trained with witches that were in the, in the religion. The story about the digging, the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real.
2: After, Papa tells us to hold a knife, and then he puts his big hand on, He puts his eight into the neck, cuts it.
0: You couldn't speak to the devil right
2: away. You had to earn your right to speak to the devil. I listened to a tape recording. There were infants crying, children crying adults
0: chanting if you, if you mess with the devil, he'll kill you. He'll kill your family. I warn you, what you are about to hear
2: is very disturbing indeed.
3: This week on Still Lord Goat Six 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 Heavy Metal Podcast, our guests are Bushwhacker, originally from the Yukon, the legit Yukon now making their home in Vancouver, British Columbia. Bushwhacker is a band that I cannot put a label on. I refuse to put a label on it. This is just good, heavy, brutal, melodic, thoughtful, metal. And you guys are going to dig them. I know it for a fact. We talked to Kevin, Jeff, Rory, and Sean from the band. Their new album is called The False Dilemma, and it's available now, just released a couple of weeks ago, and you can find it on Bandcamp, .bandcamp bushwhackeryucon.bandcamp.com. So starting off with Sean, going around the room into Rory, Jeff, Kevin, ask all the guys, how'd you get into music? How'd you get into metal? Yeah,
2: sure. Well, how I got into music was uh, my parents put me in violin when I was really, really young, like a little kid, like seven or eight, and I absolutely hated that, My didn't like that at all. And then, and then they're like, okay, well, he doesn't like that, let's put him in piano. And then I didn't like that either, didn't like that at all. And then around 13, I, I got interested in drums. Um, you know, my dad used to play in a band, and he was a drummer, and he played in a band called Mush Hamburger, which, <laughs> which I think is... Just, just fantastic for a name. So that kind of started me to take up the drums. So then my uh, my parents got me uh, lessons with the local uh, jazz instructor and he, uh, he gave me kind of like the foundation of my knowledge. And um, as for when I got into heavier music, I, I, I went to Christian school, same with like uh, two other guys here. And I remember the day that Kevin came over and he played Lamb of God laid to rest for me for the first time. It was like the first time I've ever heard music like that and it just blew me away. You know, just like being kind of fed up with the you know the school and stuff like that, and I just I just thought it was
0: fantastic, and I kind of just got hooked. Well, uh, my family on my mom's side is pretty musical, um, so I grew up. There was always music at home. There was always a piano in the house. Um, so I, got, I was put into piano lessons when I was like ten years old um, at a Christian convent. So I had nuns teaching me piano. Um, although I gave it up when they forced me to learn the, the theme song from Titanic. Uh, and I just got really fed up with trying to learn that but it's so beautiful. Uh, Celine Dion, you know my heart will go on. So I um, you know I, I, I quit that and then I was, when I was in high school I just I wanted to play guitar. I always wanted to play guitar but finally bought my own guitar with my own money that I saved up and just self-taught myself basically. Um, and I've, I've been in bands like I got into heavy music at around the same time you know. Start with your corns and limb biscuits and all that crap, you know. Graduated to the Slayers, Sepulchra, yada yada. You know, that typical, typical spiel. Um, but yeah, I've been in lots of bands before I joined Bushwhacker. I joined bands four years ago. four years this fall. Yeah, four years this fall. I guess I've always kind of been around metal, technically speaking. As a young kid, my mom was always cranking Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, and all that good stuff. Um, but I didn't even realize how important that was. Um, I got in a piano when I was about seven years old. That was My mom never put me in it. like I wanted to do it myself. And she was great in supporting me. She never pressured me into anything. Uh, later on, I gave that up. I wanted to play guitar. And by then, I was listening to you know, the pop-punk, cool, Blink-182, Green Day stuff at that time. And, my mom didn't say a damn thing about it. She just knew to hey, this guy will come around sooner or later. And so from that, I went to like Nirvana stuff, learning songs like that, and then to Metallica, Slayer, and just gradually progressive or more extreme extreme from there.
4: Well, uh, myself, I guess I uh, you know when I was a little younger, I used to listen to whatever was popular, like. Uh, on much music in the Yukon you don't necessarily get exposed to lots of live music except for like bluegrass and stuff like that um and so i i would listen to the radio and much music um which is a canadian mtv basically um so they play like spice girls and shit like that And um, at a certain point, I think that new metal things started getting popular on the airwaves, and I was hooked right away. Just because you know, getting a lot of fights in school and and stuff like that, it kind of made more sense to get your frustrations out with music than um, you know, getting (laughs) it, getting getting, yeah, another (laughs) kid's head or getting suspended. (laughs) You know, having to sit in the principal's office for two days wasn't very fun. So, you know, if I could uh, deal with those things by listening to some corn or something, that was pretty good. (laughs) And then at a certain point, that led me to finding bands, you know, based on what their influences were, I thought, okay, well, who these guys listen to, well they listen to Metallica and Slayer and stuff like that. So, as soon as I found Metallica and Slayer, that was where I was just hooked to metal. But, my whole life I've, I've loved classical music and jazz music and um, like progressive rock, all sorts of other different stuff, um, and those things I probably got from my dad. My dad, um, he had a degree in music um, from the University of Toronto and um, so he was very into classical music and snooping around his record collection i also found some good things like Mike's, michael jackson's thriller i always enjoyed that when i was a kid and uh uh the dark side of the moon by pink floyd that was about as cool as my dad got with his records collection so. <laughs> and for me it's so important to get you guys hip on what these
3: bands sound like because i can sit here and say they sound great all day We'll let your ears make the decision. Let's do one off of uh, the new album, The False Dilemma. Dead Man's Waltz. Ask the guys to tell me about this one.
4: Well, I think that's one of the first songs that we wrote after we moved to Vancouver. And, um, you know, that was a big reality change going from our kind of comfort zone, friendly little Yukon town to big city, you know, where it's always shitty and rainy and everybody's in a bad mood. Um, It's hard to pay your bills and stuff like that. So I think that kind of was the result of that. But it's still wacky, it's still weird, and it's kind of out there.
3: Waltz, from Bushwhacker from Vancouver, British, Columbia, Kevin, Jeff, Rory, and Sean, the entire band, joining us this time on Stillborn Goat 666 Heavy Metal Podcast, and wanted to talk to the band about the evolution from their first self-titled album to the one-track Fish Guy album to the new album. It's clear that this is a band who has really found their identity on the new album, The False Dilemma. But listening to the previous two releases, you can clearly hear the direction that they're headed towards. So I found out how it all started, how they got to the point they're at, almost a perfect sound on this new album.
0: Well, I, I think as well, how, what Kevin mentioned earlier, like we were very thrash based in the beginning. and. With that came along, you know, other bands like Mastodon and Tool kind of influencing in that more kind of psychedelic, spacey realm. And I think that becomes pretty prevalent on the first album. Um, Yeah, I think the best way we describe that one is it's a very innocent sounding album. Like a lot of those songs were written when we were still in high school. And there's just, it's a lot of like, where is life going kind of dreamy sort of concepts to some of those songs there. with fish guy that was basically that a good way to look at that is kind of rory's entrance to the band that was the first song we wrote together with him once he moved down here and it kind of it's portraying a new direction we we're kind of headed with the band just darker and more technical which i think it's really the bridge between the first album and to the false dilemma which i guess we just view as a a lot more aggressive just kind of angsty kind of a product of our environment of moving away from our beautiful home to now this giddy and kind of a place where we used to be you know kind of this renowned like band because there was nothing else really going on and you come down here and we're now amidst this thriving metal scene with so many good bands and just kind of getting your ass kicked that way but also in a very like motivational way like improved our chops amazingly and opened our eyes to so many bands we didn't even know existed. So I think, yeah, that has a lot to do with that, just our environment in general. Fish Guy, that was definitely, like, like me and Jeff wrote a lot of that and I was unemployed for about three months because I had just moved down here to Vancouver to join the band. so I had a lot of fucking time on my hands, and I was, again, yeah, pretty, like, feeling kind of defeated, like, being fucking broke, not having a job, having nothing to do but write music, so. Yielded something good creatively out of kind of a negative place. And then the new album is a lot of kind of that, those ideas expressed musically as well. Like, it's, it's way more negative than previous, previous albums.
3: More music from Bushwhacker. Asked Sean about the song Chicken Dance. We wrote
2: it like quite a few years back, but um, you know, we played it quite a bit for a while, and um, we've kind of have found this new love for it, getting back in the studio and playing it again. Um, and, it's, and it's this interesting song where it begins like very, very chunky, and and you know, and you kind of like bob your head to it, and then the this this second half like, that's far more intense to get into this very like you know other area musically, which is really, really cool.
3: Goat666 Heavy Metal Podcast of Vancouver's Bushwhacker. Their new album, The False Dilemma, it's out now. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. You can get it over at Bandcamp, bushwhackeryukon.bandcamp.com And I always like to find out what the music and metal scenes are like for bands that come on the show. Because admittedly, I don't spend a lot of time in Vancouver. As a matter of fact, I've never stepped foot in British Columbia, so it's cool to hear about how things are for bands in different parts of the world, especially heavy bands. In
0: comparison to what we started with in uh, Whitehorse, it's just enormous. Um, I don't know, there's a lot of great bands coming out of Vancouver, and I think everyone really feeds off of each other that way. Um, We're friends with the guys in Ancients and Archspire, two signed bands doing really well for themselves here. Um throw season of this. The ultimate, yeah. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just I it's a good place right now,
2: like a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Yeah, the bands yeah, like like you was saying, thriving off the cover, I think that's a really big thing coming down there. Because in Whitehorse there wasn't that many bands. Like there was there's a few that was very, very small in comparison to Vancouver. So coming down here and seeing getting exposed to so many different bands and so many different sounds was really, really influential on the band. And then on top of that, just like, the more you play and you get to know the other bands, you kind of feed off each other's creativity and energy, you know? Like when you go and you see a band and they're coming out with these new banging tunes and you're just like, fuck, that rocks. And then you kind of go back and do that yourself, you know? It's, you're, it's, it's like this very, like, you know, friendly, like, you know, friendly environment where everyone,
0: like, feeds off each other, which is really, really rad. So, I mean, the, the better the fans are in the scene, the, the better the bands become. It's almost like one band comes out and they're like, they kick everyone's ass in terms of songwriting, live performance, yada yada yada. Everyone else goes, "Whoa, look at these fucking guys! Yeah, Step we, up our game." Yeah. yeah, and that's definitely happened with us. Like gradually over time, we've just worked and worked at everything we do and tried to always do better, basically. Yeah, and in terms of living in a big city, like none of us really. I've been involved with any other metal scene anywhere else, so we don't really have anything to compare it to that way other than just the White Horse. White Horse, us,
3: which is no. wasn't much, really. Metal is great in any form, but nothing beats seeing it live, experience it, having it piercing your ears and thumping your chest. So I asked the guys in Bushwhacker, what's the touring and the show plans for the
0: band? Uh, well, we, we, tour, we toured last year. Um, we did a few stints. But uh, as, we, as we've been trying to put this album out, we've kind of cut back. But it seems like we usually do a show once a month locally. Um, but this summer, we're, we're not quite sure yet. We, we've got a few ideas, we've talked to a few people about doing some sort of Western Canadian tour, but uh, nothing is solid yet. Um, we love to Tour the States. That would ultimately be like, like that'd be the dream to Tour the States. But it's really hard. Um, to organize all that shit with work visas, and I guess the U.S. government's pretty like like they crack down on foreign bands coming in. So we'd have to plan it way in advance. The new album
3: from Bushwhacker just came out March 5th. The album's called "The False Dilemma." Kevin, Jeff, Rory, and Sean. From the band are joining us this time on stillborn goat 666 heavy metal podcast now they just had the new album drop, but you know creative and talented metalers like bushwhacker are already looking to the future so what's up
4: next i think our next big plan um right now we have three songs that we're really psyched about um that are going in a totally different direction again, again yeah. <laughs> um we kind of, we're kind of really digging into our progressive rock influences um, and like psychedelic influences and, and, but really just I think the main thing is that we've been really thinking outside the box so because we're so excited about that we want to get back in the studio as soon as possible so I think we're, we're just thinking about how to arrange that
0: and I think that's why we don't really have any concrete touring plans yet. Like, we really just want to save as much of our money as possible and get back in as soon as possible to the studio and just really like knock out this next one and really, because a lot of these songs, we're still stoked on them, but a lot of them are fairly old for us. Like they've been kicking around for quite a while. And now that we finally have it out, and we've done it justice and we can just it's very refreshing feeling that everything from here on in is just absolutely brand new and haven't felt that this whole time in the band so it's pretty exciting yeah big thanks to
3: Kevin, jeff rory and sean bushwhacker from vancouver british columbia the new album is the false dilemma it's out now you can go over to bandcamp bushwhacker Yukon bandcamp.com head on over to facebook and find them over there and give them a like and you can keep up on when they're going to be doing more shows when new music's coming out you can buy some t-shirts you can do all that stuff but please go support these guys from bushwhacker that make it absolutely transcendent metal music so big thanks guys appreciate you coming on the show our next guests are cognitive and they are headed out on a coast-to-coast tour, new album, Almost Ready to Drop. And if you haven't heard of Cognitive, go over and give us a like on Facebook over at Stillborn Goat 666 Heavy Metal Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and check out everything that the Astro Radio Z Podcast Network has to offer. Lots of great shows, including this bad mother right here. So until next time, when we're talking to Cognitive, stay heavy, stay brutal and I'll see your punk ass in the pit.